I'm just happy and thrilled for Frank and his family, and um, he means a lot to me. Obviously, helped me win a championship, you know, in Philadelphia, and um, I knew it wouldn't be long. You know, he's a great coach, he's a great mentor, he's a great teacher. He played this game for a long time, so um, just excited to get him out of our division and uh, and get him get him in Carolina. He played it. He understands the mentality. He understands the mindset of the quarterback. Um, and, and sometimes that's what it takes. He played this game, and he played it as a backup, you know, just like I did for so many years. And, and um, I, I think there's a, you know, there's a mentality there that, that you can really pass on to, to quarterbacks, and, and he's got a, um, you know, a really good feel for that. Your experience can momentum carry from season to season, and what's maybe the challenge you guys have in, in building off of what you guys did last year and having an opportunity to get one in one year? Well, I, I think momentum can carry you, but every year is different. You know, we're, we're all 32 teams are starting over. You know, and everybody's zero and zero. And um, you know, we're we're trying to build the best roster, um, just like the 31 other teams right now. But we can we can learn from what we did, especially the second half of our season. Um, I feel like we got the right guys, the right makeup, the chemistry, the locker room is solid, and, and those are the things you build on. You know, that's the momentum that you're talking about with those guys right there. And guys that have been in Jacksonville, you know, and, and, and they've, they've kind of gone through some tough times. And now, you know, this past year, they, they got on the other side of that. And so that's the challenge now of keeping that rolling uh, as we head into 23. Well, Chad was kind of a free agent. And, um, you know, uh, I actually got a chance to coach him when I was a, an assistant coach in Philadelphia. And um, he's just a, he, again, he, he played the position. He knows it. He's got a great mindset. He's energetic. He's a great teacher. Um, you know, and so those are, those are all kind of the traits that you look for uh, in assistant coaches. And, um, you know, he was the top guy on my list. Do you think the core of your team returning thinks of themselves as the team to beat the NFC South? And do you want them to think that way? You definitely want them to think that way, you know. Um, I want them to feel that kind of pressure, you know, where you have to perform week in and week out. You know, but in, the, in this past year, we were just, um, you know, playing to win a game. And, and, then, and then ultimately we find ourselves, you know, winning more games at the end of the season, putting ourselves in a position to win the AFC South. But now those are the expectations that, that, that I, as the head coach, expect our football team to have. And, and that'll start, you know, April 17th when we, when we start our offseason program. I don't know. Um, he hasn't been cleared yet. So I'm just waiting for that day, anticipating the day that he can, um, he's cleared by the NFL. And uh, we're looking forward to that day. I can only go off what I've seen on film. And, um, you know, he's excitable. He's a, he's, he's a top receiver in this league when he's, when he's on his game. Um, I'm excited when that day comes that we can, Embrace him, you know, in, onto our team, and um, you know he gives us uh, uh, just another another weapon potentially uh, for Trevor. We really don't. No, we really don't. It's it's in the league's hands, but uh, you know we're just waiting waiting for that day. Hired Jim Schwartz, their D coordinator guy. Obviously, another guy you won a championship with. But what is it that made him so effective? 
You know, Jim's been, he's also been a head coach, you know, in this league. He's been a coordinator for so many years, uh, also in this, in, this, uh, in this league. He knows his players. He builds relationships with his players. He gets the most out of his players. And um, he's another one that's a really good teacher. Um, he understands the game. And he, he's going to be a good fit there, you know, with, with Coach Stefanski and, and uh, everything they're doing in Cleveland. I think the next step for Trevor um, is just another step in, in, in the leadership role, right? You know, last year was probably about, you know, learning, learning a new offense, learning to play this game, learning the, a bunch of different aspects of playing quarterback in the National Football League. But we just, we just build on that. That's the next step. That's the challenge for him again, to take as great as he was and as good as he was at the end of the year, he can be better, you know, and, and that's the challenge that, that we'll have for him uh, when he gets back in in April. And, and uh, I know that'll be the, 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 the challenge that he'll put on himself to, to play and, and, and be, a, be a better, you know, uh, version of himself moving forward. Doug, when you're sitting at pick number 25, you're kind of playing the waiting game. What are some philosophies and traits that make you want to either move up in the draft or trade down in the draft? I mean, you know, Listen, the, the draft is a funny thing, and, um, you know, we're fortunate to be down. I think we're at 24 um, this year, and um, you just you just play the waiting game. Obviously, you know, if there's somebody, a player ahead of ahead of us that, that you may want to grab, you, you, you try to, you know, try to make a move to grab that player. But a lot of times when you're, you know, in the bottom, you know, third of the of the draft, you just you just wait and, and sit, and uh, maybe there's teams that want to come up, and maybe you can gain more capital, right? Draft capital as you as you, uh, as you sit there at 24. So, a lot of options there, um, and hopefully the player that uh, you know we target is sitting at 24. We take him. How different is this process for you guys now, having had the staff for a full year? You know, last year it was obviously like only three weeks that you guys have been together. How different is it now to have the full staff? Well, it's great to have the full staff. It's great to have a full year under our belt. You know, this offseason has been a lot different, been different for me uh, from that standpoint. Um, you know, and now we can we can just kind of focus on this, the free agency that's coming up. We can focus on the draft coming up and, and spend our time going back and watching watching our season, our scheme of our, you know, uh, process and, and trying to make things better. And um, that's the that's the that's the the fun part now about what we do, right? Is is helping helping our team get better, you know, for this year. You got to follow up. Uh, how important is it to just maintain continuity with, with with the team? Obviously, you have a bunch of free agents. So how important is it to keep everybody together? I, I think it's everything. You try to keep your core together. You know, you try to sign as many of your your free agent players as you can. You know, this business uh, you're going to lose some. We know that. You try to sign them all uh, if you can. Um, and we've got some talented guys that uh, you know we'd like to like to have back, but um, you know we'll wait and see see how the process uh, plays itself out. Um, but I think the difference the difference for us is these are really good players that we'd like to have back, and then you build you you build through this process, right? You build through the draft and and uh, just add add depth and talent that way. Well, if you think I'm a, I was a basketball and a baseball guy, so maybe, but I wasn't drafted. Um, I, I think, I think that playing multiple sports could help. You know, you, you've got a, you got a background in, um, 
in different aspects, different sports, different teammates, different rules, all kinds of things. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, when they get here, they're football players, and, and we got to coach them as football players, and uh, they got to be able to come in and, and help us win. Balancing as a play caller and a coach, how difficult a challenge is that to kind of balance those two responsibilities? Well, this time of year, you're not calling plays. Um, you know, you're helping build your roster and you're, you're helping Trent Baalke and his, his team to, you know, better the roster. But as you get into the regular season, you know, it's, um, there's a balance, there's a fine line there. You got to make sure that you are, are studying and preparing uh, yourself to, to, call, to call a game. And at the same time, you're also managing the roster and, you know, who's going to be up on Sunday, who's not and things like that. But, you know, that's why you compartmentalize things a lot. And, um, you know, just uh, having done it now for you know six years, it I don't want to say it gets easier, but the but the the, the whole process gets a little simpler for you. I'm wondering particularly how sneaks have evolved to push push that part of the game. Do you think that should be viewed as part of the game? Should it should it not be particularly with stacking guys behind? Well, I guess until they change the rule, it's going to be a part of our game. Um, you know, it'll be obviously be a, it'll be a, a topic at the at the league meetings. You know, coming up at the end of March, and competition committee, I'm sure, is you know looking at a lot of data and, and different things right now. Trevor's length helps. Um, you know, you you alluded to that earlier. He was able to dive over the pile for a couple of touchdowns um, this year for us, and also uh, you know some valuable third and one, fourth and one situations. We have to get better as a football team. It's a valuable part. Um, you know, of your of anybody's offense. You know, you, you saw what Philly did, and has done with, uh, with with their offensive line and Jalen Hurts and and um, you know, and that's 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 a great example of uh, you know using using uh, the tools and resources you have to you know execute that play. Doug, you've always heavily invested in the backup quarterback. What are the traits that you look for most in, in that veteran backup kind of Well, number one, they, they they've got to be able to. Um, you know, it, it's an unselfish role. You got to take a back seat because because normally it, it's hard for a quarterback, especially a backup quarterback, because you want to play, right? And I think about our guy C.J. Beathard. I think about even Nick Foles and Philly and myself and you know Frank Reich. We talked about you know, but the thing is, you want them you want them to push the starter, but don't threaten the starter. You know what I'm saying? And and um, that's why we've got a really good. It was great to get CJ signed for a couple of years, and um, he's he's the, he's the perfect guy for Trevor because he's 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 a veteran guy. He's played, he's started games in this league, he knows our offense, and he can really be another set of eyes for the, for for Trevor. And 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 that's what a backup does. And and you push them from the standpoint of making Trevor better, but at the same time, you're never threatening that position, right? And and um, CJ is the perfect. I know he wants to play. And he had an opportunity maybe last year, potentially, you know, with, with Trevor's injury and um, and all of that. But um, to me, that's what that's what makes a, a solid backup. What stands out to you about this year's draft class? Are there particular positions you see as having maybe more depth than others? Yeah, every every draft class every year is different, you know. And and um, you know, for for us as coaches, this is the first time too, you know, that we get the chance to see these guys, you know, because you know we just we just finished our season about a month ago, and and um, you know, so we're getting our first first look, 
at a lot of these guys, and, and there's some there's some talent in this in this year's class, and that's the whole process. It's, it's coaching and scouting coming together, and um, you know, really having some some great conversation dialogue. You got to watch the film, you got to watch the tape, um, you know, and make great evaluations, and um, you know, prepare yourself for the upcoming draft. Uh, Travis Etienne had his first real uh, experience under his belt after this season. What did you like from him after that first year, and what are some things you looked at or you're looking for him for next year? I think the biggest thing for me was I loved his toughness, his physicality. I mean, he's not a big guy, but he's very physical when he runs and um, can be a, can be elusive. Got good speed, and and he's just going to get better as a runner. You know, uh, when he gets a chance to go back and watch what he did last year in our system. There's going to be times where, you know, he's going to go. Ah, I should have hit it, hit it here. I should, you know, that's the that's the growth growth mentality that he'll have, and and uh, just excited for him, you know, get him back in our system again, second year, to watch the growth, um, in you know, in him, and, and really how he bounced back from that injury year one uh, in the foot to to really, um, you know, be a really good impact player for us on offense. You know, Jim Bob was a was a great asset for myself, for Press Taylor, my offensive coordinator. Um, a lot of wisdom and insight to the game. He studies the game, very diligent. You know, and he's he's obviously been a coordinator before where he's called plays. So I just didn't want him to go into the division. Um, but I'm happy for him. Great opportunity to be a coordinator again. Um, and he'll have, you know, obviously success, except twice a year. Um, but, um, you know, and, and really the way he's, you know, when he was in Detroit, you know, with Matthew Stafford, right, and then places he's been. He was a year in Philly, you know, and he saw Jalen Hurts in, in that there and, of course, with Trevor here. So he's, he understands that position. And uh, he'll be a big process, you know, or a big uh, influence, I think, in their process this year um, here in Indy. So um, happy for him. You know, I, I hated to see him go, obviously, but I'm um, excited for him. Are you his friend? No. No, um, no you know, it's funny because Chad, I coached Chad. I was an assistant coach under Coach Reed in Philly when, when Chad came through. And I just love his work ethic. You know, uh, the fact that he's played the game, uh, tough, tough kid, great teacher, great motivator, a lot of energy. You know, those are all things that you love to see out of that receiver room. He's coached some really good, you know, Stephon Diggs. He's, he's coached some some great players, obviously. Um, and so we're excited. I mean, you know, he was he was, you know, when he, he became available, he was definitely um, the guy I wanted to get. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Great. Great question. There were a lot of things that clicked. You know, it wasn't easy. Early in the season, we kind of struggled. We we had some miscues in the red zone, and and um, you know, Trevor wasn't uh, you know as as polished as he was back half of the season. But you know, that's one of the things as coaches we got to take the good, and, and we got to build on that. And so that's what we're doing now in the off season as a staff is looking at all our. Our, our positive plays, the things we did well, whether it's run or pass, and, and then making them better for 23. And then, and then again, we get to implement that stuff, um, you know, in the off-season program coming up in mid-April, and then ultimately in training camp. So, you know, you, you, 
so many times in so many years, there's a lot of one one hit plays, right? Plays you you think are going to work. You just you push them aside and you just focus on uh, focus on who you are as a team. Uh, as you, you know, watch Trevor's plays and, and see see what he did well and uh, and build on that for this year. I think the biggest thing for both of those players, I mean, Chad, Luke, I mean, you throw those guys in the mix, is the fact that they're finally going to have an offseason to themselves. And, um, you know, they can, they, can, um, they can rest, they can heal, and they can begin to, to go back and watch, watch their performances right within within the defense. I think all three of those guys, really four of those guys, put Luke in there too. They're going to be so much better this year from the standpoint of knowing and understanding the game, how it's, how it's to be played, how it's to be practiced during the week, how to be a pro, how to study, how to take care of your body. I think those are all aspects of becoming a professional football player. And, and so all of those guys, um, that's what they're going to take away, and that's what they can lean on, you know, moving on to 23. Marvin Jones coming in free agency. Obviously, Calvin Ridley coming in. But how, obviously, Calvin Ridley coming in, Marvin Jones going on free agency. How important is it to have that kind of ball-winning wide receiver uh, in your offense? Well, when it, when it comes to Calvin right now, we, you know, he's not with us yet. You know, we're still waiting the ruling. Um, we're anticipating that, obviously, and, and you know if that if that um, you know if and when that comes, I mean, obviously we'll be we'll be excited. Marvin's listen. Marvin helped us win a lot of games this year. You know, um, he was kind of he was kind of Trevor's go-to guy in, in certain situations. You know, and, and you saw him make the great catch in the Baltimore game, and you know for the touchdown there, and um, all really throughout the course of the season, very unselfish player, and and um, you know we'll just have to see. You know, again, would love to get all our players back, um, and and you know, just just seeing where it's gonna where it's gonna play out. I mean, again, you can't you can't sign them all. You want them all, but you can't. It's part of this business, and um, you know, whatever happens, uh, I know Marvin's gonna be whether he's with us or somebody else. He's gonna give a you know 110 percent wherever he's at. Back in Philly, you have a rotation of running backs, like three or four. Are you looking to have like a similar rotation in Jacksonville? Because right now you only really have, you just resigned Hasty, but, you know, ETN. But are you looking to maybe add more running backs? Yes. You knew that was coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think in today's game, you got to have, you got to have two to three guys. You got, they, they got to be able to carry the load. You're talking about a, 18 week, 17 game schedule in the postseason. It's it takes it's wear and tear on guys, you know, and and so, you know, um, we haven't seen enough of Snoop Connor yet either, you know, and and but we we like him and we know what Jamichael can do. We obviously know what 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 you know TJ Etn can do, um, and so you know, yeah, you're always looking to to have two, three, four guys that can work the rotation at any given time, you know. And I would say this: the last thing I would say is. I like him to play special teams as well, and so that's a big, big part of the, you know, I, I think the, the impact of a running back is being able to play special teams. All right, thanks.